Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. Hi, season six, episode nine of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, John Steckles from Merchester. Good afternoon. And Mark Stoll from California. Good morning. Right, how's everybody's week? Are you all looking forward to the international break? Yes, two weeks without any football. Well, not really. Um, my youth team continue to play. We won four one in the cup against a, um, a team in the higher league today, so it was a good result for us. So I'm quite happy at the moment with that. Mark, looking forward to the international break. It is what it is. I, I hate it. Even even though we're going through this period, I still fucking hate the international break. I can't hide my contempt for it every season. Yeah, no, I agree. And 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 that feeling of um, of no football, of no Spurs, plus the tension, the, spe- waiting. the, the speculation, yeah. the waiting in light of everything that's going on is is going to make it even more even more even more painful. I was hoping it would be a welcome distraction. Um, maybe mm-hmm. not. Um, over country every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about our club, Tottenham Hotspur. Um, there's that there's that famous quote about um, uh, I'm, I'm I'm not going to do it justice, but something along the lines of you know um, doing it the hard way since since 1882. It's not so much doing it the hard way. They're they're actually really putting us through through the mill as fans now, and 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 it's just painful and difficult to, to, to watch. Um, how do we go? Uh, we'll talk specifically about the Bayern game and yesterday's match against Brighton, uh, as well as sort of looking at the, the the general picture. But just to start off, how do we go from being Champions League finalists, being that step away from touching the glory in June, on the 1st of June this year, to where we are now, which is a bit of a crisis. Oh, where to start? Where to start? Um, there's, there's there's three elements to this. There's the players, the manager and the chairman. And I think they're all to blame on some level for where we are now. And you can point your fingers at any one of them and pick out points and, um, and discussion points of where it's gone wrong. But I think this is this this where we are now is two years in the making, really. When uh, we didn't buy any players in that window and the team was left to go stale, basically, mm. um, I think that that was absolutely criminal. Not re- you, you always need to freshen. You always need to be looking for the future, looking to improve, looking to put pressure on the players that you've got to 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 do better, to fight for their places. And I think it's it's it was criminal then not to do it. It, and it's the the piecemeal nature in which players have been brought in to freshen up. I think that you look at Poch and you look at his body language and he's obviously been spun a line or told something by the chairman, by Levy. I'm not going to... I will name him, by Levy, 
um, saying, we'll get players, we'll back you, we'll back you. And then we get to the Champions League final and where's the backing? The way that we get players in late, the fact we don't make early moves for players, the fact that we're always haggling, the fact that Levy wants top dollars to get rid of players instead of just getting rid of the ones that we need to get rid of speaks volumes. And I think Poch has probably had enough of Levy and his body language. I know he's coming saying things. The Real Madrid and Manchester United jobs possibly coming up will be turning his head. And who can blame him? He's He's been hung out to dry by Levy. But before I, before I bring Mark into this and... and... I mean, there's a question, Larry, that running, running, there's quite a lot of questions in the running order, as you can imagine, after yesterday. Um, I'm not looking, I, 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 I'm not a great believer in blame allocation, but John, who do you think the buck stops with? Ultimately, it's Levy. But, but like I said there, you can, you can point your, you know, the players, players don't look like they're interested. The players don't look like they're playing for Poch which means either Poch's, Poch's head's been turned, Poch is gone, or Poch doesn't care, which is down to Levy not backing them and, and, not, and not creating mm. the right um, atmosphere for, for getting players in the stuff. So there's three levels there. They're all, they're all to blame. But I think ultimately he's the chairman. Mark, thoughts, yep. on, the, thoughts on the general demise? Uh, just, it's just hard to say. It's, I mean, there's something... And something's happened, something's going on, and we're just in this constant churn of everybody coming up with their own, you know, reason for all of this. And meanwhile, the club ain't telling anybody. And it's like they're holding in the poison. It's like, can't we just tell everybody what happened and move on? If a couple of players had a fight, you know, if there's some something going on, let us know. Let's just clear it out and move on. Other clubs have problems. They, they, you know, just sweep it under the carpet and move on. And it just feels like we're not doing that. But yesterday was scary. I mean, seriously, I wouldn't ever dare watch that twice. <laughs> you know, that was bad. That was bad. It was just they they weren't playing for him. Yeah. They were so disorganised, such a mess. For me, it was a low. I, I think the the um, yeah, I, I would agree it's low. But I, I think the uh, the early goal, the Loris injury, didn't help matters. It it didn't. But but as as I've said previously, like for example, when when we went one nil down in in the Champions League final so early, and people say, well, that you know that changed the course of the game. Of course it does. But you you've got to respond to that. You've got as players, you've got to, and you've got eight, eighty nine minutes or. We'll, Best part to, 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 to do that, and we've we've done that many times. Yeah, yeah. So I um, often after a, a bad performance, in, you know, in the last five or so years that Pochettino has been, been at the club, and there haven't been that many. You know, we've generally had. Let's be said, we, we, we've had some really good times under under Pochettino. Um, but for the, for the occasional time when, where we've played badly, if, you know, fans come out of it and they're like, oh, well, that's, the, well, that's the worst I've seen Tottenham since, oh, the 90s or whatever. And I often, I'm always quick to say, well, were you there at Newcastle when we lost 5-1? Were you that, you know, that, don't give me that shit. That was, that was, that was the lowest point that I can remember. 
Um, I'd, I'd, I'd argue possibly when we played Leverkusen at Wembley in a Champions League game, first season we were playing games at Wembley in the Champions League, and, and they weren't a great team by the way. And they didn't, you know, it was only one nil win as I recall. I think um, we didn't play particularly well that night. Passes were going astray, etc., etc. The Newcastle game generally for me has always been the benchmark. I feel that that yesterday was on a par with that, if not worse, and, I, and I'll tell you why. So. If we go, if we re- rewind back a few days to the um, the seven-two, and it has to be said, humiliation against Bayern Munich, um, I think that that game, the first half, I thought we played particularly well. I thought I thought we put in a really good performance, particularly the first 20, 30 minutes. The high press was there, we were lots full of energy, creating chances. It's quite an open game, and that, they had a chance early on um, that Lloris tipped, tipped over, um, but I, I thought we did particularly well. And whilst both of their strikes to, to go 2-1 up were decent goals, I think particularly the second one, we should have cleared the lines. I think Maria um, was a little bit guilty of doing that, um, just not clearing the, clearing the ball. And I can't remember who it was. It Lewandowski it dropped, dropped out to. And he got a winner. And the worst time to concede a goal. Um, and then, yeah, second half, they came back into it. 4-2, sorry, 3-1. 4-1, then we pulled one back at 4-2, and you're thinking at 4-2, well, we've got one back, maybe we can get another one. And if the game had finished at 4-2, it'd be disappointing to, to lose, but you know, Bayern are a de- decent team. And what made that night's night stand out was the fact that once that fifth goal went in, suddenly heads, heads dropped, and it was 6-2, 7-2, and, and, and that really reflects really badly on, on the club. Um, we know the, the, the fact that it's, what, 100 and... 36-37 year record um, record defeat at home but like I said there was at least a good 45 minutes in there yesterday for me was worse because although we didn't get we didn't concede seven from start to finish and that there was no fight there was no character the passing wasn't there the pie press had gone people were just strolling around it was awful so to that end I think it was on a par with Newcastle, and bearing in mind, I've always been quick to, in the past, say when we played badly, no, 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 the Newcastle was one was you know was the worst. So for me to come and say that and think this was as bad, if not worse, says quite a lot about yesterday. I mean, it was just, it's just, just we weren't even woeful. we weren't even second best. No, I, I, I tweeted we were third best best yesterday. Um, uh, the the Bayern game was. Uh, it was the change of tactics in the second half that that made the scoreline like that. Mm. Basically, Sissoko moving out wide to deny their full backs the, the, the space up and down the wings that they were getting meant Winks was on his own and he was just getting his pocket picks time after time after time. And literally every shot they had at goal went in. You play that half again, it's not going to be seven. You know, it, we're not going to that game again. We're not going to concede seven goals. Because there's there's saves to be made there, but the defense the, the the defense just for me just seemed to give up. And going back to not backing your manager, we everybody knew we were in desperate need of new fullbacks, and we didn't get them, and we're we're paying that price, and we paid that price heavily against Bayern, I think. Um, a question from Zoe, Zoe Pearson, just um, analyst at Z underscore Pearson THFC. She says, "What questions can we?" ask after two showings like that it's not like anyone at the club has any answers either um does anyone come out of those two games 
with any credit whatsoever. No. <laughs> yeah, say the word no. <laughs> no, not not nobody, nobody at all. I um Pete on on Wednesday um Wednesday morning when I went into work, um people were asking me what happened, and my my honest answer to them was I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed by that result because we're a better team than that, and you know we were the you know let's not forget we were the Champions League final finalists. We rode our luck a bit to get there, yes, but we were the finalists. The 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 the, the bigger issue is, and for me, that the, these games are blatantly now not happening in isolation. Mm. It's a continuing trend. It's not. Oh well, we you know we can turn this around. I think it's the last time I was on. We had five winnable games, but now it's four winnable go four winnable games. But are they now winnable? Really, are they the way we the way we are at the moment? Are they? We're 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 deep deep in the mire. Um, I there was a quote. Um, so obviously, away form is still um an issue. I think that's that's what two two points out of a possible thirty from away games in twenty nineteen since that Fulham game. I keep referring to every every week. Um, there was another stat somewhere. I'm just trying to dig it dig it out, but I think we've had the most defeats in all competitions by any English team in the calendar year 2019. Now that's relegation form. Let, let's not be, you know, we we might be sitting, we might be sitting in mid table. We might be three or four points, I think, off off um, a Champions League place at the moment, and it's early days. And I don't think there are any particularly, you know, outside of Liverpool and City, I don't think there are any particularly outstanding teams. Um, I think everybody in and around us um, of the traditional top six, you have Arsenal's and your United's and Chelsea's have got vulnerabilities and I think they will drop points. Um, Leicester look actually quite solid this season so far, but it's early days. So I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we're going to end up the other half of the part of the table there's, there's still plenty to play for but the form is exactly that it's it's relegation form um and i've always said i've always you know you can make of it what you will but every season when, when we start the when we do the first podcast and and, and i go around asking for, for predictions i'm always that the the, the optimist yeah we're going to win the, we're going to win the league this year and i'm confident we're going to go that one step better than, than the previous season I tell you what, forget the Champions League, right? Forget coming out of the group. I mean, it's still possible. I, of course, it's possible. Forget we've about. We've got more points. We still got more points than we did at this time last season. The yeah, no, no. I, I, I get all of that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not ruling any of those things out. But forget about, forget about thinking about the Champions League. Forget about the FA Cup. They're still there. That's fine. Forget about top four. At the moment, for me, I think as a club, we just need to go back to basics. We're in a rut, and we need to get out of that rut as soon as possible. And if we get a win. Great. Then on to the next game. Get another win, and so forth. Get out of the rut. Then you can look at the table. Then you can. Then you can. Then we can start to to aspire to get to the level that we should be at. Because at the moment we are on a slippery slope, and we just need to get it, get out of the rut straight away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we haven't had we haven't had a run of results in the Premier League since what February. Mm-hmm. Seriously, just yeah, we we need to recognise where we're at. We need to stop fucking stop being all this. Oh yeah, yeah. We you know we just need our luck to change and that we're all together and all this shit. We need to be aggressive and saying we yeah we need to fix this now. 
because we keep we keep having this like we had this with the palace game where we're like okay here we go like, this is more like it right and then we go to shit again and then we had the Southampton game last week where we yeah. kind of thought okay yeah this is better here we go Brighton next week you know and then it just crumbled absolutely just fell away and yes yesterday was just man it's shocking Shocking. So, thoughts on a few things that, that, that stood out for me yesterday, and I'll, I'll just go through maybe some of the things which, which perhaps weren't necessarily obvious watching at home. And you can make of this what you will. I'm not going to be judgmental or, or say what fans shouldn't shouldn't do. But at the end of the match, the players or some of the players came over as they do um, to um, applaud the away fans and majority the majority of the players that came over received a mixture of, okay, some people clapped, but there were a lot of boos, there was a lot of shouts of fuck off, fuck off, cunts, you know, waving them off. And I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to comment on whether that was right or wrong. The one exception to that was Harry Winks. He came over, he clapped, and then he raised his hands up to say several times whilst he's clapping in between, in between clapping, raise his hands up, and to sort of acknowledge, you know, it's like sorry, you know, we, 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 we you know, we, we fucked up here. And he got a bit of an ovation. Nobody gave him any stick, and there were shouts of you know, you know, you know. So that happened during the course of the game. I think fat, a lot of fans didn't know there was periods where the fans were singing, even at two 0 down, where they, where they were singing. Um, the thing I like most is being a yid and I wear the spurs and Tottenham till I die and then there were other points where there were some people shouting and swearing particularly at Ericsson certain players Toby out of as well you know fuck off out the club that sort of thing and then you had another group of fans who were um, getting into arguments with, with, with the fans calling out the players it was a really toxic atmosphere I've got to say and I, I've not I don't think I've witnessed anything like that um, particularly watching Spurs away from home. The thing is, there's there's a lot of players that have already ma- have made noises that they want out of the club, and I think as soon as you, these the, those sort of players intimate they don't want to be there, they have to be got rid of because they're 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 yes, undoubtedly talented players that have given everything for the club, but their heads are somewhere else. They, they don't they you know and if if for whatever reason they're not getting their move for they're being priced out or it's breaking down for whatever reason then i'm I'm sorry that they're they're not performing and they 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 needed to go and they needed to be to not it, it's not making an example of but they just needed to be moved on and you, you know even ericsson you you sell him for fifty million quid people might say oh well we're selling him a bit cheap but he's out of our club and we can reinvest that money and we he's, can not get some... worth, he's not even worth that. Right no, now, is he? let's no. be honest. And the thing is, we're, we're, we're also also we've totally fucked his value. We've done so we fucked so many things up. Sorry to interrupt, but no, no. But he, 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 if he's playing for a new contract, he's not going about it right right way. Mm. If he's playing to to get a, a big move somewhere else, he's not going about it the right way. There, there's something. The first time yesterday, I actually thought, are the players hanging Pochettino out to dry? 
Ha, ha, oh, genuinely, mm-hmm. I thought, are, are, are they hanging him out to dry? Are they, is there something happened here and they're not playing for him? He's, the dressing room's gone. They don't want to play for him. Genuinely thought that watching that yesterday because that's what it looked yeah. like. I don't want to think that. Where, where we were when Poch came in to where we've been, the highs that we've seen and the highs that he's taken us, I don't want to think that because he's, he, he has been genuinely one of the best things to happen to our club in my lifetime. Mm. Genuinely, to, to put the pride back into the club, to, get, to, to, to sell those season tickets, to, to get those people coming through the doors because it, it's off the back of him, genuinely off the back of him. He's and the best. He's, yeah, go on, sorry. I was just going to say he's the best manager we've had since Keith Birkenshaw. Yeah, arguably you could, and maybe at a push, you could say the best since Bill Nick. Where where Birkenshaw would would get the nod ahead of him is the fact that Birkenshaw did did win um, two FA Cups and a, and a UEFA Cup. Um, but I've got to say that under Birkenshaw, it, it was a few years before. I think it might have been five or six, five years possibly before we we got the first trophy, and. Um, the league the consistency in league where we finished in the league under Birkenshaw wasn't there whereas under Pochettino it, it's to the levels that it was um, uh, sort of in the early to mid 60s under, under Bill Nick and, yeah, and, and, and do we really want a lot, of, a lot of fans you know, calling for his head or some number of fans do we really want to wish away the best thing that we've had at Spurs since you know, since Birkenshaw, since arguably Bill Nick, I, I I would say no, we don't. We we keep him, but the, unfortunately, the decision he could walk away tomorrow. He could he, he could just say fuck it, I've had enough. I'm going, knowing that he could have the manager's job at uh, Man United or Real Madrid quite easily. The thing is, it's easier for the chairman to replace one person than it is to replace twenty two, and if they're not playing for Poch then I, unfortunately he'll be the one that goes. Yeah. And I think under normal circumstances that would be the case. Um, the counter-argument I've got to that is that um, in the however many years, 18 years that Enoch have been at the club, um, they've had, Levy's had countless managers um, employed in that time and he sacked a fair few. And I think he finally struck gold. He found his man in Pochettino. Not just somebody that can deliver the goods on the pitch, but somebody that he's got a good working relationship with him. He might also... I think he has a good off-the-field relationship with him as well, but that's that's neither here nor there. The point is he's got a good working relationship with him and he's delivering the goods. So I think Levy would be... I don't think... I was going to say foolish, but I don't think... He, I wouldn't even say that. I don't think... I think, I think Levy wouldn't want to get rid of the best thing that he's had you know he, he strike he's he's some might say it was lucky whatever but he's you know he, he struck gold there with 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 Pochettino and you, you can look at the fact that he's been at the club five plus years which is long again longer than any other manager since Birkenshaw um he's also invested a lot of effort time and effort in keeping Pochettino when the likes of United and Real Madrid have been linked with um with Pochettino and maybe dare I say it and this is where I'm slightly critical of Pochettino, when Pochettino came out in the summer and said, and I don't think he should have said it with, with hindsight, when he said that along the eve of the Champions League final, that you know maybe if they win, if we win the Champions League, um, he would he would leave. I, I think that was a mistake, but it's been said. Um, we, you know, uh, 
and I, you know, I wonder if at that point Levy subsequently said, "Nope, you got to stay." You know, uh, they they met recently, didn't they, over dinner um, a month or so ago? Um, because apparently Pochettino wasn't happy with 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 some of the you know, the transfers that we, you know, the the, the failure, should we say? I mean, we obviously we got a few acquisitions this summer, um, but maybe the ones that that, that got got away or the players that he, he couldn't get out the door as quickly as he as he wanted to. So Levy's clearly invested time and effort to say, look, you know, stay at Spurs, etc. So I can't yeah. see can't see him reneging on on any of that. Which goes, which goes back to what I said. Has he just been spun a line? Has has Poch just been spun a line by Levy? Well, if he has, then then he might go on his own accord. That's a different matter. Yeah, no, and and I've got a genuine feeling that he that he, that he has. And I, I, I honestly, I think Levy is to blame for this. And I think we got to a Champions League final. You, you don't back your manager after that to try and improve the team to to go that one step further to actually win a bloody competition mm. by just buying players that we don't need or not filling the right positions and I think that's criminal absolutely criminal I'm sorry yes we got Sessignon but he hasn't played he's been injured Lo Celso injured he looked good when he played um, and Dombele undoubtedly he will be a good player for us but at the moment he's struggling a bit don't know if his fitness or the tactics that we're playing Yeah, but you know uh, in 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 Pochettino's defence, and I will defend him um, for as long as I breathe, um, because I, like I said, I, I think he's 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 the best thing um, that we've had in a, in a long, long, long time. You know, I think those players that you mentioned that have been injured, they um, we've been unlu- unlucky with that. And I wonder if all those players had been fully fit and available, um, whether we you know we're talking about potentially a different left back in in Session and a fit you got his name fit, right Woo-hoo! I did yeah <laughs> fit um, fit Dombele and and Lo Celso as well and then get and then and 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 then some of that dead wood some of those troublemakers some of those players who maybe aren't who maybe have maybe not just troublemakers but they're just a bit complacent perhaps you know and that the the the, the hunger and the desire isn't there that it was before because they just you know there's no well, there's no competition suddenly they're relegated to the bench and we've got three fresh new players available, and, and things might be very different. Um, so I think we've been un, un, unlucky with those with those injuries. But yeah, Levy could have done more to back, you know, get other players in. I, I was reading who's the Portuguese lad, um, Mark. I know you're a fan of that. We were linked with is it Fernandes. Right. Yes, Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, yeah. So I read that that was we were very close to, to, to that deal going through. And the only reason it didn't go through was because we couldn't get Ericsson out the door. And then that then goes back to, well, should Levy done have done more to have got rid of Ericsson? Fuck this window. The, the, the previous windows, you know, we should never have got to this situation where we had three players, Ericsson out of Herald and, and Jan, in, in their final years of their contracts, um, who are either looking to play elsewhere and not committed or are getting on and not that good. In some cases, why, why why can't we just have that conversation? This is the deal. You you te- you know we've we've tried a, several times to get you to sign a contract. You're not signing it. I'm afraid you're going to be on the bench, and that's where you're going to mm. stay. That's it. You you. I'm telling you now. You won't play. You will not play regularly at all. If if at all. So you make your mind up. I mean seriously, we're. 
we're starting to become what we've laughed at others with with these players. You know, we've we've seen other teams lose decent players, you know, on the old free transfer and get fucked over. And that's we haven't really had that happen to us for a long time. Mm. But maybe we just need to. Maybe maybe those uh, contracts of Yan and Toby's were absolutely fucking spot on. And this is when they need to leave because they both have just just seem to have. It seems like you have got two two Lamborghinis and they've become like you know Nissan Micras overnight at the same yeah. time. It's unbelievable. So scary. Yeah, you know, I just don't know. Yeah, it, 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 two. You know, you, you're right about the cars. You see Lamborghinis far off in the distance, parked in a car park, but more when you get to them. It's just like a, a, a cut-out picture of the side of a car that you've just seen from a distance. They, I, I, I still believe there's players there, and I still think they could perform for us. And I don't want to think that they need a new manager to do that. But they, they need there's something. Need, a rocket needs to go up their arseholes, or something needs to change. I mean, yesterday, yesterday's performance. I sat and watched that. Where was the fucking movement? Where was there anything? It, it, and it always the same. We get into that final third of the pitch. And everybody's just static, wanting balls to feet, and nobody's making the runs. Whereas all Brighton did was make those runs and cut through us. And the same, and the same with Bayern Munich to an extent. It was it was fucking shocking, and that's why I think that they've hung him out to dry. Mm. I genuinely do. I think that what Pochettino needs to do, um, there there does need to be. He, he's talked about a rebuild for a long time, um, and at the moment. This isn't just a, a, a rebuild, but it, there's, there is going to need to be a few rockets up arses. Um, what he needs to do, and he's done it before, he needs he needs to drop a few players, drop a few high-profile players. I, I, I fear that, that he wanted to get rid of a lot of these players who was in his eyes, maybe surplus requirements, because either they weren't good enough or... They, he could see the decline. They were going to get to an age, or that they weren't committed. They had other agendas elsewhere, like Ericsson, for example. And 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 he's not been able to get them out of the club, or the club haven't helped him get them out in a timely manner. And now he's left with this situation where he's got to play them because he hasn't then got bought the players in. But I I think that, and maybe some of it also is loyalty to the players. I don't know, but I, I we've seen it before with Pochettino. We saw it in his first season where. Maybe it was easier then because he came in from a fresh yeah. and etc. But you know mm-hmm. he dropped the likes of Soldado. Uh, Soldado is a bit unfair because that was on form rather than anything else. But Adepayor, Capoue, um, uh, uh, Kabul, um, Stambouli, Le- Lennon. Well, Stambouli came in in that first season. That was a Pochettino signing, or, or it was whatever. But who was the other one? Um, Paulinho, right? Um, but again, Paulinho. Yeah. Paulinho. I'd, I'd put him in the Soldado. Um, bracket in terms of he just wasn't a great player, but the other ones, the the Kabuls, Adebayos, um, no, they were like Kapuwe, a little click. They, they were they cl- a little poison. Lennon as well. He got he got rid of them, and he he bought he, somebody who came in that into that team was a youngish. I mean, he was twenty three years old, but he didn't, he didn't have much first team action. He had a few injuries. Was Ryan Mason. He gave Mason a chance, and Mason that first season for where we were at the club at that point, him and Benzelab. Um, who were in the pecking order ahead of also what I say at the time Dembele um, they came in and they, they did a really good job and I'm not saying they were the best players but Mason in particular he worked hard he, he chased balls down he played they were a partnership 
Yeah, and they played the Pochettino way. They 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 were with little, particularly Mason, with little lieutenant on the pitch, working hard, pressing, etc. I sort of feel that now we need to drop a few of these players, and I'd really like to. I'd really like to see Skip get some more chances, simply because he had a. I think he had a good preseason. Um, he's got a fresh pair of legs. He cares. He, him and Winks bleed Lily White. Um, they care about the club. He's young. He's he's going to be eager to impress. He's not a great player, but he can do. The, from what I've seen, both a few times he played last season and for the under twenty threes, he can do the basics very well. And I do think we need to just go back to basics and grind out grind out some results. Um, and he's got to drop a few players, I think, and make a statement. And just just whether he's lost the dressing room or not, I don't know. Even if he hasn't, I think he needs to reassert his authority and just show everybody who's the boss. Uh, because, what what did you think of his press conferences and his interviews yesterday? Let's t- let's talk about that. I mean, because um, to to me, he seemed he appeared shell shocked at first and really didn't know what to say. Then he kind of got himself together and you know went into a sort of generic generic manager speak mode but I I don't know whether he endeared himself to a lot of fans by not being angry and not yeah. and, uh, because uh, because he was so calm but also the, the worrying thing is that he seems worn out as well he's not as convincing now mm. and that's fucking I'm just this is really scary I just hope he can pull himself out of this I just I just well, really he, do. The guy, is one the, of the, the man, the man is the face of the club. Let's be honest. This club's just been for a massive period of change, both on the pitch and off the pitch, and he has been the face of the club. He has been the spokesman for the stadium, for everything, right? And he's just—he just seems like he's worn out. But how do you replace somebody like that easily? You just I don't, can't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. If 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 we got somebody in today, um, and there was a brat reaction, there was a bounce back. The first thing with that is, I mean, fans would would quickly be happy, and they'd soon forget Pochettino because football fans are fickle. Um, but if that happened, I'd be pissed off as fuck because, to me, if that happened, the players that would that would put in those performances for a new manager. Would have cheated. They they would have cheated the no, last manager. Exactly. They would have cheated the fans. So if that would that would annoy me. But secondly, we saw it with with with, with United last season. Um, Mourinho got a lot of stick, and and, and that's fine. I, I, a lot of that was probably justified. Ole came in, fans favour etc etc. There was a bounce back initially, but then after that afterwards they were found out towards the end of the, end of the season and into this season, and it remains to be seen whether he's 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 the right man. So even when there is a bounce back, which there isn't always by the way, but even when there is, it's normally a short termish thing, and I think whoever comes into that club will inherit the same sort of problems that Pochettino has, both in terms of players and personnel, and then trying to replace them because there are structural problems with, with Levy and the board and, and not not um, making funds available, etc. Um, and, and also, if it's a question of working with the same set of resources, bearing in mind that there's a, you know, we, we couldn't purchase anybody anyway until January, I don't think there are many managers out there 
and there are some very good managers out there that are even available if you consider like somebody like Jose or Allegri for example I'm just picking two names out of the hat I don't think any of them can do what Pochettino has done with limited or no funds I think he has really done an amazing job to get the best out of the players he's got over the last four or five years and I would I, you look at somebody like Jose everywhere he's gone he's, he's had a budget he's had a massive budget wherever he's gone I think Poch is the best one to turn this around for us. Mm, absolutely. I just think he, he he just needs to be able to get rid of those that don't want to be there. And I, I genuinely, I, I, I would rather Poch stays and deals with it than knee-jerk he goes and somebody else comes in. Because you're right, if those players then start putting performances mm. in, it's a bloody embarrassment. Okay. I want to I talk about... There was a question... Um, one but next about some of those players but let me just you know potential players to, to get rid of but um but let me read another question from uh nathan k proft his handle is at the real nater tot um he says dreadful performance beginning to end um thoughts out to larice um but seriously how do you get across off that easily and why why the fuck not punch it over and then he goes on to say kane son Eri- ericsson absent the entire match. I feel Lamella was the only player showing urgency and effort. Uh, I thought Winks did. Oh no, Winks did play, did he? No, that, he did. Second, he second, Winks, Winks did yeah. second half. Winks, Winks. To be fair, when he came on second half, there was a bit of an urgency to get get the ball forward and move it forward. Yeah. No, I, I just thought there was no. I, I go back to what I said. I thought there was no movement. I didn't think there was any 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 desire or drive in that that first half at all. I mean, yes, a fluke goal. You tip those over the bar. Um, nine times out of ten, that goes over the bar. Why? What the hell was he doing? And I hope he's okay because his his arm looked absolutely fucked when he came off. But just another ricket in a long line of rickets. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yes, yeah. yeah, just just what you we needed really, wasn't it? It was already a terrible week and you know we we mentioned it earlier it was one of those weeks that just seemed to go really slow and all I wanted was for us to play Brighton and beat them and and you know change our away record and look positive and I really spent the week thinking that was going to happen and then to see that yesterday and to have your your uh, World Cup winning captain make his second mistake in two weeks in the league, you know, three minutes into the game like that in a situation that we've all seen millions of times at the start of the game. Oh, wild cross. Yeah, I'll just tip it over. It's right, lads. Get get ready for the corner, right? No risks, no anything. And, and he does that. Mm. Just, I just, I think he's lucky because this injury is going to mask him being yeah. under the under the fucking microscope because he damn well needs to be. And well, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of people calling out for Kane to be the captain, which we're now going to have. There was a lot of people calling for Gazaniga to be given a chance, so now we're going to have it. So we're going to see where it goes from there. Mm. But do you know what? Next game we got is Watford, who have yet to win in the league yet this season. You know which way that's fucking going, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't, but yeah. Um, on Lamella specifically, I mean, I, I saw a lot of people say he didn't have a good game or he was just running around. I mean, I think maybe he was running around, but I think he was, he was trying at least. Um, 
yeah, on the first yeah. goal, on the first goal, you know, I think he should have maybe pressed there. Um, the player who had the ball on the left, who got, who got the cross come goal or well, cross that resulted in the goal. Um, I thought the only players that played, Winks, I think when he came on second half, I thought Sissoko did his best, albeit the decision to play in that right back, I think was, well, um, all the goals came from the right-hand side and he's not a right-back. Um, and that was a really strange one when Pochettino, before the game, not, o- not only entertained the, the the idea of playing him at right-back, which I found very odd on the, on the basis of, what, an hour against Southampton. That's the sort of thing I might say, or you might say, or, you know, football fans might say, but I, I, I didn't expect a manager to, on the basis of, of, come out and say on the basis of, of an hour against um, Southampton, and I know he played another game against Barcelona in the new camp there, um, that he would he would consider starting him. And, 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 and I think that we sort of showed our hand. Um, but... Yeah. I, that being said, he's you know he's not a right back, but he tried his best and you know and, and he did what he does. He put in a shift, um, and I thought Mora, little cameo at the end, did did fine as well. But otherwise, it was really really poor. Um, John, you mentioned you, gone. But I was going to say the midfield suffered because Soko wasn't in there. Yeah, he was stuck at right back. Foyth was fit. Stick Foyth in there. Foyth went. Foyth was doing well in that position. He's got to come back into. You know, he, he's good in that. But we, mm. the, the midfield was it was so lacking without Sissoko. So lacking. Yeah. I thought I thought Dyer was working hard and trying hard. I honestly feel that Dyer's performance mm. was because of Ndombele's performance because he was just everywhere but nowhere, and he kept you know taking too many touches. He's he's got a lot to learn. And maybe I I believe he's been putting the team a little bit too soon. What happened? What happened to our our other deal where it's like, well, it doesn't matter what you, doesn't matter how much we paid for you, you're going to train with the team and you're going to have to earn your way of getting yeah. into this team. And it, that seems to have gone as well. You know, a player's getting pissed off because the way things are with all the different players that Pochettino's just had to fuck off his philosophy you know because he just can't maintain it and they're Don, all upset at how players are being treated who knows Don Belay has shown glimpses of what he can do but he's, he's not we know he's not there yet and at the moment we need 11 players top of their game or, or, or you know putting in a shift and, and doing so consistently because we, we really need to just grind out some some results um we need to protect. Comfort. We need to protect our defenders better. We have not protected our defenders at yeah. all. Yeah, there is not. There's no shield. There is there. No. I think. I mean, I think it was good to see Dyer back. I, I slightly disagree with you, Mark, in that I think he was a little bit ring rusty. But that's not again. That's not his fault. You know, he hasn't right. played. Ben Davis. Oh, no, I, I, him, I'd, but, I'd agree with that. Both him and Ben Davis haven't had a preseason. They were both in, injured, and they sort of come back in. And I think Davis played against um, Olympiacos, and and yesterday, and I think there was one other game where he came off the bench very late on. Davis for Rose. So, you know, they're, they're finding their way back. The things that stood out for me yesterday were all right. So high press is gone. It's not there. Um, when we're trying to play out of the back. And also, there were times when we had the ball in midfield and somebody would pick up the ball. There was no communication amongst the players. There were no shouts of man on. So, for example, Winks would get the ball in midfield and then he'd lose it because somebody, a Brighton player, would chase him down, but nobody would communicate. Or we're playing out the back and then 
I don't know, a combination of Yan just not being quick footed enough would slowly bring it out, and then somebody would either press him, one of the Brighton players, and win the ball back, or they would then force him into a mistake and it would go out for a throw-in. And that all came about because there was no nobody talking to each other. When we lost the ball, people weren't ch- chasing back after it. There was a lot of players, let's, let's name him, Ericsson, who was just tr- strolling around. Um, it was just shit, really. Collectively, um, they were poor. They were absolutely poor. Um, Darren Pamenter, no guts, no passion, no fight. Can we sack the players and keep the manager? And if that was an option, which players would you keep and build Spurs version two around? So I think we, we sort of covered the manager, and I think we're, we're all of the opinion that Pochettino is the right man to turn things around. So if it's a question of players, um, which ones? Well, which I, ones? Which which ones do you keep? I, I tell you who I, I, who I would get rid of is Ali. Uh, I don't think his head's. I don't think he's got the right attitude at all at the moment. On, there was a shot of him on the bench after the third sub and he just mm. got off and walked down the down the tunnel. I don't think he wants to be at the club. I genuinely don't think he wants to be at the club. Um, I, gen- you- I generally don't think he's happy with how he's being treated. That's why. Um, that's but he, that's he's, my belief. He's had an injury. He's, he's been... And a reoccurring injury for right, a while. But he, so... come, he comes in, then he's nowhere near. He comes in, then he's nowhere near. It's like, what, what mm. do you expect? We've over-rotated. Season. Ali had a good game on Tuesday. He's just not match fit. He's not got in the England squad. This was a perfect game to play him and build his match fitness up yeah. slowly but surely. But instead, he don't even play. I mean, let's let's be honest. How, how many times have we played the same team in a row? How many, how many times have we played? Have we left a player who plays in this favour position in order to play somebody else out of position? Mm. What are true. we doing? True. What are we doing? True, What's that's very on? true. Okay. And that's that's down to the manager picking those players. Yeah. Besides, besides Ali, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, with, with him, I just, I just feel that he's he played he had an excellent first half. I thought on on Tuesday, and then I think second half he he was tired and and he, he was taken off. I wasn't overly surprised at that but would I have started him yesterday yeah against a seemingly lesser team I think it would have been a good op- good, good opportunity for him to to come in and yeah may, maybe that's maybe there is some frustration there I, I don't know um, aside from I, I have to say John I didn't expect that answer aside from Delhi, are there any other players that you would get rid Keith? of oh get rid get, of get, get rid of I... get rid of Oria um, Jan um Toby. Toby, yeah, Toby, I get rid of Wanyama, Ericsson. Um, they're the main, they're the main mm. ones I get rid of, and that's quite a big hole in the team. Quite a big hole and, in the team. And Delhi as Rose. well. And Delhi and Rose. Okay, Mark, do you want to add or remove from that list? Um, I won't get rid of Ali. Yeah, um, I wouldn't either. To me, to me, I, to me, I was just think, I was just trying to think of mine while John was. John was talking. I think it's easier to say the players that I'd keep than go through the list of who I'd get rid of. Um, I'd keep Davies. I'd keep Sanchez for it. Um, I'd keep Walker Peters and actually give him a chance. Is he dead? <sighs> he's he's now occupying the same box that Dyer did, I think. I know. We'll, we'll find out this week that apparently he's been 
you know, see him Pochettino's son on the side or something. There'd be some <laughs> stupid rumour. You know, you know, because the rumours just keep coming. They just keep coming because the club won't put any of this shit to bed. So, mm. you know, fasten your seatbelts because there's more crap coming our way. Um, who else? I'd keep Dyer. I still believe yeah. he's... There's a there's a player there. He just needs his body to cooperate. Hopefully, um, I'd keep Kane. I'd keep Son. I think it's time for Lamella to probably go. Not because of his attitude or anything. Just because yeah. I think it, it's purely because we need a consistent player that can come in and do a job. Sure. We've got a strength on our bench. You know, I think with someone like Lamella and. I know nobody. I want to hear suggest it, suggested it, but say somebody like also Dyer, for example. There's certainly an argument in the long term. Even let me, let me even let's throw in the mix of the, the goalkeeper or goalkeeping positions. There's certainly an argument to strengthen those areas going forward. But if you're talking about players that I'd get out the door straight away, then definitely I'm pr- pretty much in agreement with, with with both of you that you know I think I think Wanyama to me is surplus to requirements. I think Sergio Rea is surplus to requirements. I don't think they're good enough. Um, Ericsson, Ericsson, Rose. Rose, so Rose is another one, yep. Yeah. And Ericsson, I think it's it's a shame that things have descended into what they have done now. That would be another one. Um, in in that I think they've they've got agendas elsewhere. They're not committed, and it really pains me to say this, but Alvaro, who I would really wanted, you know, foolishly, I still thought he might sign a contract this season. We might get Jan as well. I'm starting to think that that those two aren't good enough. And I said about Jan right at the beginning of the season when he wasn't getting picked, I, I did say that we play with a high line and I did, did say that I wonder if he's Sanchez is in the team because of his pace and, and as well as being the future. And and I just don't... I think, to me, Jan this season has looked poor. He looks half a yard off the pace. Not just... Even his movement, even bringing the ball forward, he just looks a little bit slow. There's a football brain is still there. Toby... Um, uh, you know, he should have signed a contract by now, surely. And you've gone on about it, Mark, before that he he's looking to leave on a free. And if that's his attitude, then he's another one with a with an agenda elsewhere. So that's quite a lot of players to get rid in Jan- get rid of in January. That's, it's that's, quite a few to replace. That's that, exactly. Problem. Yeah. 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 It's hor- horrific, and and it's gonna it's gonna be a real test of. Uh, Levis wallet, isn't it? So okay. this is a big test for him. He either backs Pochettino or he loses him. And as far as I'm concerned, if, if Pochettino goes, then Levy should go with him. And I've never been against Levy, but I think if Levy couldn't make it work with Pochettino, we need a new chairman because nobody's going to want to work for Levy. No. Right? Because basically he'll say, yeah, I'll back you and then get no players in. Goes back to and this all goes back to that season where we didn't freshen up and didn't bring any players in. And what, and can, can, the, the elephant in the room here, Mora, who looked really, really up for it when he came on yesterday. Mm. Why the fuck is he not starting games? Why isn't because he starting you've got games? Harry, you've got Harry Kane and Son ahead of him. Well, in, if if Kane isn't doing any running and not moving for the ball, should he? Be, he's, he isn't undroppable. He might be one of our own, and he might be a massive talisman yeah. for us. But but if he's not performing, you've got to hook him. 
And if and, and Lamella, he plays in Lamella's place. Play for, and this so, is the thing: you've got to play players. And he looked up for it. He got us to the Champions League final. Imagine his face when he told he wasn't starting that Champions League final after getting those two goals. For, honestly, yeah. they, I, I would have had them in the side yesterday. I, I think I'm a lone voice in this because I keep hearing a lot of lot of fans um, uh, display that that sentiment, John. That that Mora, what you know, why was he dropped from the Champions League final? You know, and it's and it seems that a lot of it just to me seems on the back of the heroics in in, in Amsterdam. I think that I think that Kane and Son are better forward options. I agree that Kane hasn't been as a paradox with Kane. I, I, you know, I, thought, I thought we had a shit game yesterday. I thought it was carrying a bit too much weight around his ass. Um, uh, maybe that's me being hypercritical, but um, and he wasn't pressing the ball enough. But the, the, the paradox with Kane is, even when he plays badly, he delivers. He gets goals. I mean, look at his goal scoring record this season, not only for Spurs but you know for, for, for club and country. Um, that's why I think Kane always gets in. It's very hard to drop Harry Kane whilst he delivers, you know, whilst he gets you goals. Even a Kane that's not fully fit or not at his best will will get a goal from nothing. He's a goal scorer. I'm I'm a hundred percent behind that. I think Lucas is is exactly where he should be because literally everybody else in our attacking line brings more to the table than Lucas. Lucas will not as how many assists has Lucas got. How many great passes do you, you know? Um, he's just, it, all he really does is something kind of off of the back of somebody else, something for himself. I think Son's more capable of being more involved. Everybody's better, more accomplished than him. And Mora doesn't seem to have been able to that, add that to his game. He's an impact player for me. Yeah, that that's my view. Having said that, having said all of that, and I might, might contradict myself slightly, um, I think there is a case, for example... If resting Kane for certain matches, games that we should, um, we should win on paper, like Brighton yesterday, um, where you could start Sun and Mora, you know, play the false nine against Le- Le- lesser sides, and then and give 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 Kane a rest. Um, I think certainly in the past when Kane's been injured, we've coped very well with with Sun and and last season's with Drew Mora. Um, yeah, we've always been, been been in a rush to bring a half fit Kane back in back in the team. So it's not as if we don't have, have those options. That, that's that's how I would. That's that. Those are the scenarios where I would would would, would start Mura. Um, I'm not. I, I still I agree with tend to agree with Mark. I think he's, he's best coming off the bench as, as an impact player. But I think there are certain scenarios where you can play him. Or 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 yeah. I suppose like John, what you suggested, you know, playing him. In a wider role, you can play. You, know, you could play all three. You could play Sun Kane, and you could play Mora, and you know, drop say Lamella, for example. Um, we're not starved of options. We have got good options going forward. Um, but perhaps there is an argument. Maybe Pochettino is loyal to certain players. Maybe Kane does deserve to be dropped when he's not 100. percent and maybe there are other players looking at that and getting frustrated. I mean, you both you talked about Delhi earlier on and him not getting a getting game time and him looking a bit sulky on the bench. Um, I don't I know. Think, I think I think I agree with you with Kane, but you got to remember he's gonna he wants goals. He's a striker. He wants goals. He wants goal records and all that kind of stuff. You you 
you're going to upset him probably if you do it too much. Um, but for me, Mora is Sun's understudy. Yeah. And if Sun's not having a good game, you bring on Mora because Sun, has, as great a player he is, he does go through runs where he's he's just not in it, right? He, yeah. he seems to, he's either in a game or he's not. There's not much of an in-between with Sun. And I think that's where Mora comes in. He can get tired as well, son. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yes. By the, by the way, and I do want to move it on from Mora, but the, the, I don't know if you recall either of you, but the, the final home game um, last season against Everton at at, at the new stadium, um, and Mora started that, um, and he didn't have the best game. And I think it was it was off it was straight after the the heroics in Amsterdam. So, um, you know, two swallows don't make a summer and all that. Um, <clears throat> Right, let's, let's quite a few questions still to get through. Um, another one from Nathan K. Proft. He says, seemingly strong side on paper against a woeful bot- bottom table club. Where do we go from here? And the late substitutions and lack thereof. Well, we were robbed of one substitution within three minutes, right? So yeah, that that didn't help. That was a That's that was a point. it was a it was a day where we needed three subs, right? And. Uh, but no, it was just. I don't think anybody can pull a worse performance from a Tottenham team under Pochettino. Seriously, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's the international break. We regroup when they come back, and we go again and play Watford, who are looking for a win. Mm-hmm. Okay, another question from Zoe Pearson, who says, "What do the panel make of um, Sissoko's?" Quote. So after the match, um, I'll read it out. After the match, um, Mr. Soko took to Twitter and Instagram and he posted the following, which was, we are currently in a difficult period and no one is happy with the situation. It's not a lack of desire on our parts, neither the staff nor the club. Quite the contrary. In sport, as in everyday life, some moments are difficult, but we have to accept them, face them and come out bigger and stronger. We will only succeed in reversing the trend if we all do it together. I'm sorry for the fans not not to show the true face of the Spurs and all our qualities in the, in these last games, but with our desire to turn the page on this difficult period and then your support, it's all it is all together that we will succeed in changing the situation and moving forward again. Let us remain united and move forward. Um, at least he's he's come out and said something. Um, it sounds genuine. Um, obviously, after signing a new contract, he's got to sound like he cares, and he ca- he does sound like he cares. So, yeah, um, the, the the lack of have any other players made any comments, any emojis, sad face emojis, or anything come out? Mm, no, I think he's. I think that's a good point. I think he's the only one. I can think of. I think possibly Kane might have commented. I can't. I, I, and there hasn't been the usual from Toby and others. Um, they're they're on they're on media silence. Yeah. They're on media silence. That that tweet from Sissoko was probably all planned out by the club. They they know that there's some serious damage there with fans right now with uh, everything that's going on. And uh, they're trying to control it. That's probably why Sissoko got a new yeah. contract as yeah. well. 
It's like, you know what, let's let's try and appease the fans by giving the player of the year a new contract. Let's try and lift the morale and, and get everybody back going again. And this one is like, who's the one player that nobody's ever really pissed off with? You know, who's the favourite? OK, let's have him say something. It does. It does sound like it's been written for him. Yeah, I mean, he's using words like contrary, you know. His English has never smacked to me of being that good, if I'm honest. (laughs) It could have been translated from French. I'm sure it was. But I I suspect Mark's, um, it was something that club put put out together. You know, if if they are the thoughts of Moussa Sissoko, all all credit for him saying that... Um, uh, oh, I believe I believe they they're the kind of force he has. He's, I think yeah. he's one of the very few positives around with his attitude at the moment. If that was something that was cobbled together by the club, and then they got somebody that's seemingly popular at the moment to to put to um, post that statement, that's fine. That's all. That's all well, well and good. I, I don't really care about that as long as we no. do stick. As long as we do stick together and we do respond. Like we should have fucking done yesterday, but didn't. Um, there is an international break now. In some ways, that might be a good thing. It might just allow players. I think the last time we had an international break, they came back and, and we, we beat Palace four nil, and uh, we just we need to beat Watford in in a few weeks few weeks time. Um, let's just quick, quickly race through a few more through a few more questions. Um, Darren Pamenter had a question on Mora. What does he have to do to get a start? And we've, we've covered that. Another one from Zoe Pearson. Another mistake from Hugo before his unfortunate in- unfortunate injury. Will this force Poch's hands to think about the captaincy long term? Well, it'll be interesting to see how it goes with Kane having it on the pitch. People have been, I've said, people have been calling it for ages. Let's see how it goes. I, I don't know. I, it, yeah, it is force. It is blatantly forcing the hand. But I don't know if it long term. I think Loris will get it back when he comes back on the pitch. Agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think the, I think he had his opportunity to strip him of the cap and see after the drink driving fiasco, and he should have done it then, and he hasn't. So that tells me that Hugo's the captain as long as he's at the club, basically. Um, a question from Andy Ireland. His Twitter handle is at AL, sorry, at Ireland eighty six. He says, "Hi guys, great podcast as always. Do you believe that if we get knocked out of both the League Cup and Champions League uh, by Christmas, that Pochettino will get the sack?" And um, he just goes on to say, "Has Pochettino taken us as far as he can?" Um, he also has Kane for captain. Well, Kane's Kane is going to be captain now. Well, you know, um, Wolves have Wolves have just beaten Man City. Has Guardiola taken Man City as far as they can go? I think that no, Poch is the best man to turn this round and get us playing again. And I, 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 I can't see if we are in if we're in the bottom three by Christmas. I can see potentially their heads may roll, but I don't think we're going to be. Yeah, yeah, I. I believe he's. I believe he's the right man to do it. But more, most importantly, can he pick the right players to do it? Mm. Is he gonna? Is he gonna start like finally, like getting some aggression out on this squad and being a little bit more ruthless? Because he's just 
to me, it's just been a little bit too nice. Um, and obviously, it's, we're only seeing what we're seeing, but um, something's got to change. It was. I'm. I'm really nervous. I'm nerve. I'm nervous for t- Monday morning. To be quite honest, I just am. I just uh, hope Levy is is calm and not not doing anything to upset this or, or unsettle things anymore. You know. I think that on the question of oh, I'll come to watch Cena in, in in a minute and whether I think you'll. I mean, yeah, we, we discussed it earlier. I, I, I don't. I can't see. I can't see Levy get, getting rid of a man that he's uh, the, the best thing that's happened to Tottenham and 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 and, and the manager that he's he's that's done very well for him. You know, he's found his man, etc. Um, I think that from Enix's point of view, they've done a lot of good things for the club. I know there's a lot of you know Levy out cries and this that, and the other, but they've done a lot of good things in terms of you know the, the, the training facilities, building the stadium, building the brand. I think that's all, all important. Um, and I think that for them, with that in mind, I think for them the most important thing is for us to be in the Champions League consistently. You know, not one season under Harry, and then not the season after that season, but consistently, which we we now have been under Bodge, you know. And we've also done it, which is a bonus probably to Leafy with limited resource. He's got a manager who can do it with with limited resources up until now. And obviously things have got to change um, going forward if we want to if we want to not just sustain it that level but you know push on to the next so he's he's gonna have to soon sooner rather later get um get his wallet out um if i all i would say is that if there is a danger that we're not going to qualify for the champions league and at the moment that's you just have to look at the table mathematically we're not that far off um it's very early in the season i like i said a lot of the teams in and around us are also capable of, of dropping points there isn't a really outstanding team other than liverpool and then city um, so at the moment, I think from that perspective, we're fine. But if it got to the point where somewhere down, further down in the season, it really looked like we are not going to finish top four, then I think at that point, um, mm-hmm. Enoch Levy might be thinking they need to get somebody else in. But we, we shall see. Um, uh, we, at the moment, as, as I said earlier, I think we are in a in a rut, and we just need to get get out of the rut. Do, if we do that, if we just think about the short term, just get get a win against Watford in two weeks' time, and then take it from there, one to one game at a time. You know, confidence. If, if you put a string of results together, suddenly, the club, the players, the fans will feel the corners turned. Some of the pressure will be off the manager and the players. The fans will be a little bit more relaxed, and suddenly we can look at that table and think, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? That, that top four is a it's a possibility, and, and we can push on. Um, Darren Pamenter, how can Eriksson justify performances like that, yet believe he is good enough to want to move to Real Madrid? I think both of you touched upon that earlier, but he's yeah, not he, really... No. He's, he's not even good enough for Brighton. I say that tongue-in-cheekedly, because, yeah. <sighs> okay, um... Two more questions before I read those. Just very briefly on on that Watford game. Um, in light of everything that's going on at the moment, how do you both feel about that game at home to Watford? It's going to be difficult. It's going to be it's going to be a difficult testing game, and the pressure is going to be right on the players and the manager. The crowd are going to be on the player and the manager's back all the way through it. 
it's going to be a tough, tough game. Tough game. It's, if, if nothing else, it's a must win. Must win. Yeah, absolutely. It's a must win. This, this needs to be the turning point now. Seriously, for our season, I feel like we're we're at the kind of the la- almost at the last chance to turn this around. It, we need to start getting a run together now. We really do, no matter how you know, just grind it out, whatever it takes. We've got to turn the corner, but they still ain't going to be easy. They're going to kick lumps out of us, I'm sure, and you know. Make sure we know we've been given a game. They, they'll, you know, they're like uh, <clears throat> the wolves. They'll be waiting for us. They'll, be, they'll fancy themselves. But that might, that might, uh, that might work in our oh, favour wow. too. Um, who's that goalkeeper? Is it Foster? I couldn't tell you. Oh god, I've got a bad feeling it's Ben Foster. You know what's going to happen? He's going to have a worldie, and then he's going to take forever to kick, kick the ball and waste time. Ah, oh, joy. Right. Um, final two <laughs> questions. Um, our own David Fornell. Um, he just says it seems clear to me that squads need to freshen up and old faces let go. Do we think that Levy will back Mr. Pochettino in the January transfer window? He probably said he will, but whether or not he will is a different matter. Pochettino already said something a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? About we can correct these mistakes in January or whatever we can make big changes in January if, if Levy doesn't right and bearing in mind you know I've, I've been very supportive and still am like I said that they've done some very good things um, training facilities the stadium um, etc um, the brand building up Tottenham's brand um, you know the way that it's run financially and football clubs are if Levy doesn't back Pochettino in this window, I'll turn up at Spurs with, with an Enoch out, Levy out um, banner. Um, final question from uh, Chihari Fighter. His Twitter handle is at carbon underscore Robert. Um, if everyone hates Levy and everything he does, how come there's 45,000 season ticket holders? It's actually 50 if you include the, the corporate, I think, um, and 120,000 members. And, I, and shit, oh God knows how many how many of those members are on a waiting list as well to become a season ticket holder. It's a very good question. Because we love our club. We love Tottenham Hotspur. We love its history. We love everything to do with it. It's quite a simple answer, really. Mm-hmm. It's, it, we, it's, not, it's not out of duress we don't go because we have to we don't go out of spite we go because we love the club and the, the, the whatever happens the club will still endure whatever players whatever manager whatever chairman Tottenham will still be there and it will still be supported by the best fans in the world I thank you the the, the levy out brigade are nowhere they're nowhere as big as they sound, they're just, they're a loud, they're a pretty loud group yes. considering their size, but they ain't that big. They really ain't, and they're generally the old, the the old farts. older generate yeah, the old farts that think, oh, we're a cup team, Gab. No, we're a cup team. All that old shit. It's like football's moved well, on. You, you mock them, Mark, but like I said, if we don't if we don't sign anybody in January, I'm gonna I'm gonna su- subscribe to that particular group. I'm going to be queuing up for my membership and my Levy Out badge. 
be a bit of a struggle for a few seasons. We they might not have the uh, staying power that the old school has. So yeah, we absolutely need that older generation around. And yeah. if 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 people like Son decides to move away, we're going to lose yep. half the Koreans that turn up. Well, all of them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All of them. Mm. Well, this has been a gloomy podcast. <laughs> right, the next one, um, we're going to do the next one two weeks today, um, Sunday, the 20th of October, the day after the Watford game. Um, and I hope it will be a bit more upbeat and things will be looking at slightly a little bit better. Than, it's going to be. Um, it's going to be right. Um, we've, 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 we've got to somehow enjoy the international break. Um, until then, firstly, thank you, John. Thank you, guys. Thank you all. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. And until next time, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the base are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her